everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. We had an amazing time in Israel. It was an absolutely life-changing trip. It's interesting how Israel has definitely gone to the next level because the last time I was there was like 19 years ago. And the infrastructure now is, is better. The hotels are better. The food is better. It's just a hip place on top of that. So I would highly recommend it. Now, some of you I know are fearful of that flight. It's a long flight. It, you know, takes, I don't know, 14 hours and you can break it up, which Lisa and I did. And speaking of that flight, I found myself before boarding this 777, I was, I was saying to myself, you know, I need some, I need some headphones because I like to listen to music and my, my beats, you know, Dr. Dre, they're, they, I don't know what happened. I need to write Dre, give him a text. They just, they just aren't working. So I thought, well, I'm going to buy some headphones, you know, Bluetooth headphones so I can listen to my music on the flight. So I'm with Lisa and, and we're getting ready to board. So I thought I'll just buy her some too. So she doesn't like music like I do, but I decided, okay, to splurge. And I'm like, okay, here's some for you. Matching headphones. Is that sexy? Mine were, were dark blue, almost midnight blue. Hers were black. So the guy in the store was kind enough to, to pair them to our phones and to sync them up. So I made sure I could, you know, listen to the music and so could Lisa and, you know, awesome. So we board the flight and quickly, when I could, you know, when the flight attendant said it was okay, when the captain said, all right, you can use all your devices, I took out the headphones and sure enough, they were paired, they were synced up and found my app Spotify and I'm not boring you, am I? I just started listening to music. And I just love listening to music. I love music, all types of music. And sometimes when I'm flying, I'll just listen to music and just think. I'm really a big proponent of thinking. And music, I think, helps creativity. And I'm just thinking and praying and like looking forward to the trip, just listening to music. And we made it. We landed in Tel Aviv and we had a great time. Huh. Really, Ed. So you just wasted five minutes of my time telling me about these headphones that you bought, matching ones at that, and you're telling me that you used them and they worked. That's what I'm telling you. We do like to use things, don't we? I mean, those headphones are not there just for me to look at. They're there for me to use. Have you ever looked at someone and said to yourself, wow, why her? Why him? Have you ever said that? Maybe you're a lady and you have a friend and she's 5'8", wears a size 6, and her favorite food is donuts and she never works out, and you're like, why her? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend, guys, and he doesn't work half as hard as you. 
He's not that smart, yet he just receives a windfall in this business deal. It's a seven-figure one, and you're like, why him? That's interesting. We've all said that. I've said that. Why her? Why her? She married him and she travels there. Why her? Why not me? Why him? He looks like that. and I mean, the guy's average looking and look who he's dating. Why him? You know, why? Why? Why is he 6'8", 225 pounds with 3% body fat and has a 40-inch vertical jump and I'm a 5'6", overweight, overweight, overweight. That's true. That's, that's one of the funniest things I've said in a long time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and you say, why him? You know what I'm saying to you? Why him? And, and those, are, those are common questions. Well, if you take a step back and consider Christmas, because we're talking about this nativity scene. If you think about Christmas, the incarnation, when God became flesh and dwelt among us, God could have chosen at that time millions of birth mothers. He chose a poor peasant Jewish teenager from the wrong side of the tracks as the birth mother of Jesus Christ, I've got to say, why her? Have you ever thought about that? Why Mary? She's just an ordinary girl. The Bible never says that we're to worship Mary. The Bible never tells us that Mary is sinless. It does tell us a good bit about her. It tells us really more about her in the pre-incarnate state than after the incarnation of Jesus. Mary was the only one there at the birth and the death of Jesus. She had courtside seats to his childhood, to his development. We, we really don't think about her that much. I mean, we don't really concentrate on her, but the, the, the big idea that I want you to get from Mary is the fact that Mary was used by God. I mean, she's a central figure in the nativity scene. We can learn from her because she was greatly used by God. And the first thing I want you to see is Mary was humble before God. You want to be used by God? Why her? Humility. That's, that's the, the die for Luke chapter 1, verse 28. An angel shows up to Mary. She's just hanging out in this town. Nothing good can come from Nazareth. An angel shows up, and this angel was probably the angel Gabriel. Gabriel made three appearances, and an interesting fact about Gabriel is that he always talked about Jesus every time, three times, read about him. 
He talked about Jesus. He didn't talk about Mary. I mean, yeah, he was talking to Mary, but it was about Jesus. Gabriel, he, he opens up to Mary by saying, greetings. Now I want you to think about that for a second. And I want you to think about when God, through the Old and New Testament, showed up and met with people. God's modus operandi, the lion's share of the time, is to meet us where we are in our, in our daily tasks. And it wasn't like he was following her on social media or anything. He just showed up and he said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. So all of a sudden, he's talking about the grace of God being highly favored. And then he's talking about the omnipresence of God. Those are two important doctrines. We're saved by grace through faith. That's, that's how we are followers of Christ. It's nothing we deserve. Just like Mary, uh, she was highly favored. You might read here in the original language, greatly graced. God is with you. Gabriel says. In our depravity, we need to remember that, don't we? I do. Because we forget. I mean, God's with me. God's with you. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're a seeker. I don't care if you're a brand new believer. I don't care if you've walked with God for a long, long time like I have. God is with you. The omnipresence of God. So Gabriel shows up, is talking to this teenage girl, and, and in verses 29 and 30, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. Read, freaked out. Read like, I mean, I'm about to lose it. So, so Gabriel says, don't be afraid. If we're humble before God, God, use me. God, I want you to use me. We're going to have to face some fear. Here this girl was engaged, a Jewish girl, from Nazareth, engaged to a carpenter, Joseph, a descendant of David, and she was probably 14 to 16 years old. That's some serious change. Can you imagine her? Because back in the day, if you were pregnant out of wedlock, some of the laws said that, that you should be killed. So can you imagine, because she gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit of God, and we'll talk about how that happened in a second, can you imagine her sharing those words with her fiancé? Hey, Joe, um, I'm pregnant. God is the Father, and the baby inside me is the Messiah. Think about that. See, we don't think about that. We don't think about the reality, the ordinariness of Mary. Change. You have to face a fear of change. Also, too, I think she had to definitely face a fear of ridicule and critique. Whenever you do anything, and, 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 and young people, millennials, listen to me, you're not going to be liked by everybody. And if you try to be liked by everybody, you're not going to do jack in your life. You're going to have haters. You're going to have critics. That's okay. Swim with the swimmers. Stay away from the bottom feeders. Love everybody, but move where you're celebrated, not tolerated. God is going to take care of the haters and the critics. 
I think, too, she had to face the fear of inadequacy. I mean, why did God, why, why marry? Oh, it must have been her education. No. It must have been her pedigree. Uh, well, she was a descendant of David, but from Nazareth? Well, it must have been her age, maturity. She was a teenager. So, so nothing really tells us, wow. I mean, she was something else. And, and I love Mary's reaction. She didn't say to Gabriel, oh, it's about time. You must have saw my post, that humble brag. Now I'm getting what I deserve. I'm no, 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 no. She didn't say that. She was humble before God. What is humility anyway? What is it? Humility is the constant realization of who you are. A sinner. What you have. Nothing. And where you would be Without God, nowhere. But it's kind of like, wah, wah, wah. That's true. That's reality. That's humility. When we humble ourselves, though, before the Lord, I mean, who, who, who am I then? I'm saved. I mean, I'm a child of God. What do I have? I mean, I have the power. I have Jesus inside my life, the Holy Spirit of God. Where am I going? Heaven, forever and ever. So humility is saying, God, you know, I see myself before you. And, and, and I am nothing without you. I want to be available to you. I'll say it again, just your ability, just my ability has been given to you and given to me by God. Just the opportunity to be used has been given by God. And I think we, we chase so much things in, in the world and, and we have this desire to make a difference, to make an imprint, to make an indelible impression. It only really happens when we humble ourselves before God. So why her? The H would be humility. Yeah, let's do an alliteration. Humility. Say humility. 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 Well, let's, let's continue. In verse 31, you'll conceive, don't you like this? Just matter of fact, Gabriel. Hey, Mary, by the way, you'll conceive and give birth to a son. Right there in your margin, the humanity, because we're talking about the virgin birth. Jesus did not have a sin nature. It's very, very important to understand that. It's one of the doctrines of Christianity, a doctrine of our faith, the virgin birth of Jesus. And, and Gabriel unpacks it. You'll conceive and give birth, that's the humanity, to a son. And you're to call him Jesus. He'll be great. And he'll be called the son of the most high. That's the deity. Fully God, fully man. The God man. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over David's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Let's keep reading. You'll conceive and give birth to a son, verse 31. You're to call him Jesus. He'll be great. And he'll be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he'll reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This is what was prophesied. 
David knew this. And now we get the context for verse 34. Mary goes, how will this be? Don't you like that question? I mean, that's a great question. She's not doubting. She's not casting shade on Gabriel. She's like, how could this be? How could this be? I'm, I'm, I'm still a virgin. Verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So we have there some serious theology. Already, we've talked about the omnipresence of God. Already, we've talked about the grace of God. Now we're talking about the virgin birth of Jesus. Notice too, she's engaging. Told you I'd make this work. Why her? She's humble and she's engaging. She engaged in worship. I don't have time to get into it, but she worshiped God. She worshiped the Lord for, for who God is and for, for what God's doing and what God will do and how God has taken care of the Israelites, how we'll take care of us. She was a worshiper and she knew, she knew that everything in her life was about worship. Everybody worships. It's just, who's the object? Who's the person? We're made for worship. We're made to have God as the king of our lives. We're made to have the Savior in our lives. The Savior was birthed. What is Jesus wanting to birth in your life? What's he doing in your life? Do you want to be used by him? The Bible tells us how to do this. The Bible, you know what the Bible is? The Bible is a telescope. That's what it is. It shows me another world out there. So when I look through it, wow, awesome, unbelievable. It's a telescope. But it's not to be just looked at. Hey, there's a telescope. <laughs> wow, nice telescope. Must be pretty expensive. It's to be used, right? We're to look through it. So as a follower of Christ, as I humble myself before the Lord, as I engage in worship, God gives me the ability to look through his word and see the big picture. Even though Mary, man, the girl was in crisis mode. She saw the big picture. She was not disinterested. She was enthusiastic. And this word enthusiastic, in theos, in God, when we're in God, we're enthused. We should be enthused, on point. So if you're a true follower of Christ, when you have an opportunity to be used, you go, I'm ready. How high do I jump? Where do you want me to go? That's how Mary rolled. And then I like how responsive she was. And this whole thing is about responsive. Instead of being apathetic, she was responsive. She said, I'm the Lord's servant. Again, verse 38, and I'm willing to do whatever he wants. God wants to use you. You'll never use God. He'll use you, but you're not going to use him. Are you used by God? I mean, right now, are you, are you being used by God? It's, 
his number one vehicle of pushing a ball downfield using ordinary people like you and me. Also, have you ever thought about what God wants to birth out of your life? What? On our flight back home from Israel to Dallas, we flew to London. It was supposed to be a five-hour flight. It was a six-hour flight, British Airways. I like British Airways. So we had a layover, and I had no idea Heathrow was as massive as it is in London, that airport. Unbelievable. And you know the airport's massive and confusing if Lisa gets lost. (laughs) So we stayed at this hotel. It took us an hour, one hour, to go from one terminal to the next. We took a bus ride from hell, 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 hell. I'm not cussing when I said that. It's just, it was horrible. So we got up the next morning and I'm thinking, okay, it's music time. And I'm thinking like, I've got to, I mean, I've got to stay awake. It's at least a 10 hour flight back. And don't worry guys, you can make it. It's worth it when you go to Israel. So board the flight, take out the headphones. Boom, hit my app, Spotify. Turn on the headphones. Nothing. I'm like, are you believing that? Nothing. So, I normally don't do this. I'm technologically challenged. I said to myself, I am going to pair these phones. And, I mean, this, this, this headphone with my iPhone. I'm going to pair it, and, and I am going to make these things work. I want to listen to music. So, I worked and worked and worked, and worked, and worked, turned it off, turned it on, you know, messed with all the buttons, and this thing's supposed to be so cool and high-tech, the bows, and, and, and Lisa looks over at me, she goes, honey, what are you doing? I said, Lisa, these stupid headphones don't work, and I started blaming the guy at the store. That guy at the store, he probably didn't sync them up, pair them right, whatever. She goes, Those are not your headphones. They're mine. And I looked. Mine were dark blue. Hers are black. Sure enough, I had the wrong phones. But guess what I did? I went online at 35,000 feet, and I read... How to pair the Bose, whatever, Q35-2s with the iPhone 10. And I worked, and I worked, and I figured it out. Thank you. I paired the phones, Lisa's headphones, to my iPhone, and I used them. I listened to eight hours of music. While I was studying and doing, that's what I pretty much did the whole time. Isn't that great? Give me another round of applause because I can live off of applause for like four or five months. I'm a preacher. I'm very insecure. Are you synced up? Are you, are you paired with 
Jesus with his word, with his purpose, with his power. If you're not, you're going to be very frustrated. I mean, you might have all the equipment, everything, but you're not going to be synced up. But if you are, if you're available, if you read the manual, which I read online, the instructions, you, my friend, will be used by God. Thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.